0: I've realized that, you know, everybody wants to do the American dream, right? Franchising is perfect. You're not reinventing the wheel. You're able to partner with somebody to be able to be successful. And um, as I became a single mom and, and raised a daughter that is now a senior on my own, what I realized over the last 15 years is that women are so organized as moms right because you're constantly multitasking you have 50 million things you got to be able to listen to three kids type an email and you know make sure the dog's out all at the same time and we don't get overwhelmed by that right it's just something that it's human nature we have to do it it's not like anybody else is going to do it so we're able to to really multitask and from now working with these franchisees and getting in i'm seeing that women who are stay-at-home moms that raise children, they are like a prime candidate right now, right? Because kids that are in high school, they're like, what are we we gonna do? Parents are, you know, moms are looking for a new purpose. Their kids are getting their their driver's license. They might not need to have as much assistance. So being able to actually walk into a franchise and partner with them, um, I think is a perfect opportunity. I think women just need to be encouraged, right? Everybody gets scared and it's like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. I'm not sure, you know, I've been stuck in the house. I've been a stay at home mom. Well, you know what, you gotta take that chance and you gotta have that, um, that intuition within yourself that women do so many things and they are so organized. And just because they decided to spend some of their time at home, um, you know, really isn't, isn't a negative thing. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adesion, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly, On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams.
1: Hello, listeners. This is Kristen Hall. I am the COO of Mother Honestly, and you are joining me today on the Mother Honestly podcast, which is graciously sponsored by Motor City Woman Studios. And I'm so excited to have Jennifer Jackson today join me on the podcast, who's the Vice President of Development and a powerhouse of her own at Hungry Howie's Pizza, where you've been there since you were 10 years old, which is crazy. So Jennifer, I'm so (laughs) excited to have you join me today on the
0: podcast. Go ahead and give our listeners a little bit more background about yourself. All right, great. Well, first of all, Kristen, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to, to be able to chat with you. And um, I look forward to sharing my story and hopefully encouraging other women to, to do the same. Um, For the most part, I actually uh, started in the stores as a young girl. I um, actually always wanted to go to work with my dad when he was little or when I was little. (laughs) So he would always be leaving. And so to shut me up one day when I was really young, he said, Hey, you know what, when you're 10, you can come with me. So uh, being my birthday in the, in the summer months, I got up on my 10th birthday, I ran downstairs and I said, hey, come on, let's go. And he said, where are we going? And I said, we're going to work. <laughs> and um, it, it kind of started there and it's just been a love of mine and a passion um, pretty much since day one.
1: And you have, you have a very interesting career because you've been in that industry, which is normally a very male-dominated industry. Um, since you were not only young, but you've grown up in that industry. Tell me about the struggles
0: of being in a
1: male dominated industry and how you made your own mark.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, being in a male dominated industry, I didn't really know that growing up, right? Because that was kind of just my normal. (laughs) So being in the industry and working with all of these guys, I I really didn't think anything of it until as I started to get older and realized that it really was more of a a male dominated workforce. And um, I've always been kind of just known as one of the guys, you know, going um, to college, I went to Central Michigan. I hung out with all guys um, because girls, I don't know about you, but for some reason, we've always over the past been really ones to kind of knock each other down versus really lifting Absolutely. them up. And um, so I, I think that's uh, the, the biggest struggle that that I had. But I was, I was lucky because I didn't know it was a male-dominated industry. I just kind of fell into it with being in the family. I grew up in it and um, was always really wanting to make my own mark in the world just because I didn't want to be in the shadow of my dad, but really stood on his coat t- coattails and just re- and tried to learn every aspect of the business over the years.
1: And franchising is an interesting business model. It's one that for a lot of women, we don't necessarily see um, as many women take on the franchising model, um, but it's a really, really great opportunity for women if they're considering something to kind of launch on their own. Could you share with us a little bit more about your experience with the franchises, that side of the business, and then how women could get involved in that or what
0: they might look for? Sure. One thing, um, my background was in marketing. I grew up in the marketing uh, industry and I loved it. And in 2005, we had some crazy sales going on and my dad said, hey, marketing said I need you to move into development. Can you help out there? (laughs) I was like, sure. Um, So it just looked like throughout the, the past like 15 years 20 years that i've been with development i've realized that you know everybody wants to do the american dream right franchising is perfect you're not reinventing the wheel you're able to partner with somebody to be able to be successful and um, as i became a single mom and and raised a daughter that is now a senior on my own what i realized over the last 15 years is that women are so organized as moms, right? Because you're constantly multitasking. You have 50 million things. You gotta be able to listen to three kids, type an email and, you know, make sure the dog's out all at the same time. And we don't get overwhelmed by that, right? It's just something that it's human nature. We have to do it. It's not like anybody else is gonna do it. So we're able to to really multitask. and. From so now working with these franchisees and getting in, I'm seeing that women who are stay-at-home moms that raise children, they are like a prime candidate right now, right? Because kids that are in high school, they're like, what are we What are we going to do? Parents are, you know, moms are looking for a new purpose. Their kids are getting their, their driver's license. They might not need to have as much assistance. So being able to actually walk into a franchise and partner with them, um, I think is a perfect opportunity for for moms to look into because they're used to, first of all, working with food, right? They're (laughs) They're organizing everyone's meals. Um, they're also, um, you know, looking at the opportunity of working and motivating the younger generation, which moms <laughs> have to do every single day and um, just be adaptable to all current situations. And And I just think that moms have really been an untapped market in franchising um, because it is a lot of hard work and it, but you know, I, I think that women are not so much afraid of that hard work anymore because being a mom is honestly the hardest job in the world. We all know that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Blessing, and I always joke that if you need something done, ask a mom. because Exactly. They just, yep. The time, that, time is such a scarce resource, and usually, to your point, you're multitasking to get multiple things done, um, that I think a lot of the workforce is underestimated. The power exactly. of mom, um, they write them off very quickly as being, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be a hassle. They're going to have to leave for the kids or that. But even when that does occur, which is a normal occurrence for, you know, moms and dads, with the time that they have, allow them to get the work done that they need to get done because they're going to get it done. They're very organized, to your point. They're very on top of everything. Um, and I think that's something that we see a lot, and it's coming up, I think, even more kind of during the interesting period of time that we're in is that people underestimate what moms are capable of and now more than ever yeah. to your point they're they're making dinner they're on the conference calls they're doing all these different things it's really further bringing to light kind of these issues that we're encountering you also brought is. up a point in your journey that i think is going to resonate with a lot of our listeners is that you were a single mom and that comes with yes. a whole other set of unique challenges And, you know, lovely parts of being a single mom, but also it's a very, very challenging role. How did that shape your career and what what could you pass on to listeners about how you managed that?
0: Um, You know what I've noticed? Moms don't fail because no one's going to pick up our pieces, right? (laughs) So there isn't an option to not get it done. And I think that, that that's kind of the way that we have to look at it is we do put all the puzzle pieces together. We can bring everyone into you know one particular area and just being able to, um, to grow on that. I think women just need to be encouraged, right? Everybody gets scared and it's like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. I'm not sure, you know, I've been stuck in the house. I've been a stay at home mom. Well, you know what, you've got to take that chance and you've got to have that um, that intuition within yourself that women do so many things and they are so organized and just because they decided to spend some of their time at home. Um, you know, really isn't isn't a negative thing. So for me, it was the balance of, you know, having a, a child that I was a single mom and, and her dad's never been in her life. So it's just something that, that I've really jumped into, but I had to do it, right? So, you know, yeah. she was that school at 7 in the morning, she's the first one in the school and the last one picked up at 6 p.m., you know, going to latchkey and before care and different things like that because I knew that I had to be able to get those things done. Now, I did have the flexibility, which was great being in the family business of picking and choosing those times that I had to be all in at 90 hours a week versus maybe doing 50 um, because of, you know, there are important times that we got to be there for their kit for our children. And so as they're growing up, um you know, I made it I adjusted my hours and worked flexible hours like during middle school, right? Just because I knew I had to be there for her. I wanted to pick her up every day. So I would make sure that I would make those arrangements um just to have that face with her. And then I would do the work at home. Um it's a it's a work-life balance. I'll never forget the funniest thing my daughter was was probably about 8 or 9 years old. <laughs> I always would work from home too, when she was home. And finally one day she just looked at me and she said, I don't want Jennifer Jackson today. I just want my mom. (laughs) And it just made you sit back and realize like, okay, they are, they are two separate people to our children, right? Because we have that aspect of, of difference. So that was just a a funny thing, but I think that parents or moms specifically are just, um, they're very underestimated. And, and I think that um, a lot of times, they lose their own inner self because they are inside the house and they feel that they're not going to be adaptable in society. But um, I, I think that they're wrong, and more and more women are starting to recognize that.
1: I, I think you make a lot of really great points, and that the one it is it is hard to balance those two personas. There, are, you know, we have the strong, capable woman at work, as well as the strong, capable woman at home. But to your point, sometimes our kids don't want this great powerhouse career woman. They want they want their mom. And I think I applaud exactly. you for being open and honest. Um, I always tell people when I'm recording these podcasts, I'm furiously writing notes on the background. And what I loved that you hit on is that you were open about saying, you know, there were some days where it was a long day at school for my daughter. That you know, you did yeah. engage Lasky. You had to engage other kind of resources within that within your schedule, but you had long days and that you're, I'm sure your daughter's thriving now. Um, and so for those moms that do have to make those tough decisions, that their kids are in daycare or their kids are in latchkey, that you're still a mom and you're still a parent. You're still there for them when it matters. So I, I applaud exactly. you for your honesty in, in talking about that. And I'm sure, you know, in the last couple of weeks, months, it's been a very, very rapidly changing different environment than we're all used to. Um, And that you've probably had to transition your business and your operations a little bit in light of what's come out with COVID-19. How has the business model changed a little bit and how has your work structure changed for you personally adapting in this new environment?
0: Right, well, the new environment is at the new normal. I just try to try to um, not get caught up in everything that's possibly gonna happen and just trying to be present and, and living with what we have today. First of all, we have been very blessed. Um, Our businesses are still open. They're deemed essential. It's food, Um, you know, we've got 550 stores across 20 states and we're happy and blessed to be able to still be open. Um, We did have to make some adjustments with store hours. Um, We do make our fresh dough every day and, you know, have all these fresh products. So we, we did have to kind of be able to adjust um, due to staffing issues as well. Um, but for the most part, the majority of our franchise individual owners are open for business. They're successful. They're able to run their business and, and really help out by donating pizzas to a lot of the front um, line members, uh, the hospitals, even, you know, people that are working at Costco and, um, you know, just trying to do what we're referring to as random acts of how Um, just to be able to help people and give back to the community. But then on the other hand, still be there and offer a safe environment for our customers. And so um, we had always been kind of testing curbside, which now just jumped in and is there full um, on. We also have always done delivery, right? We've been in delivery 47 years. We're, We're specialists at it, but now we're able to do the contact list directory and or contact list delivery and put it on the staff and just trying to adapt to the new normal to ensure that everyone's comfort levels are met. Because some people, you know, I'm sure that you've heard this is no big deal. Others, it's the end of the world. Again, we're just trying to, you know, make sure that we can service our customers in a way that will help them in this new normal that we're all trying to adjust to. And that's fascinating. I think you brought up a
1: few great points about how Hungry Howies has adapted to a little bit of you, kind of the, some of the pivots that you you were considering before. So you mentioned curbside. Um, is It's an interesting thing to see which businesses are pivoting, which are still operating, which are doing well in the environment that they're in. And I know we, I will be the first one to say, we have been ordering a lot of pizza. Um, yeah. And my husband <laughs> was easy. when I was going, yes. Yeah when I was going over my day, I get, you know, I get the opportunity to interview a lot of really great women. Um, I think this one today was the most excited I've ever seen my husband um, about (laughs) who I was having on the podcast. And he was like, oh my gosh, I just love their, their business model and their pizza. Yeah. So he was fangirling completely, which was, it was, it was fun to watch Um, because you guys actually, it was amazing in preparing for this, interview a little bit I mean Huntley Howard you guys rank in the top 10 of the nation's largest pizza franchises that's not an easy task and you've mentioned you know you've been in operation for 47 years I mean that is something to hang your hat on on the success and the viability of your business model
0: it is and and you know what I do have to give my dad. Kudos for that because it was something that he really believed in, um, and and he drove the franchise model. And it's something that you know he's really stuck with. You know, we were innovators with flavored crust pizza. That was kind of our niche that we rolled out in 1985 when everybody else was like, "What the heck is that?" You know, we wanted to have our differentiator in the pizza industry, which in Michigan is kind of Detroit's the pizza capital of the country. I'm really not sure how that. Happened. Happened, but, you know, Domino's, Little Caesars, Hungry Howie's, and we've got, you know, Jets and a couple of the regional brands like Papa Romano's and stuff out of here now. So it's kind of crazy to see all of the, the pizza that, that's come out of the Detroit market.
1: Yeah, Detroit actually has. I didn't realize it until a couple of years ago where we had done some work with Little Caesars in that regard on understanding um, the heritage of just pizza in general in Detroit, um and this past weekend it's a funny story my sister had sent me some she's based in Chicago some Chicago pizza um and it was very nice she sent the pizza and we ate it it was lovely and my husband on the way home was like you know I still prefer my hungry hours I was like okay well we tried the Chicago we'll stick to what we know um but yeah it is an interesting thing and just to your point earlier you came out of marketing and, you know, franchise development, understanding the cities that you're going into, you know, the environments that you're going into does require a lot of research or that. Have you found anything in, from a marketing side that's been interesting in hitting kind of that mom demographic that you see either from a regional perspective of being, you know, the different coast to coast in the U.S. or internationally, what you guys have seen a little bit with any of the trends with hitting moms?
0: Well, I I mean moms are our number one um uh, uh not trend, but they're our number one demographic. Um we seem to be um, hitting a lot more with millennial Moms which is great too um, But mostly our entire demographic Is moms like 18 To 49 right because they're The decision makers over food um, We are working more You know with independence in regards To you know guys that are Gamers and different things like that But for the most part the moms are the One that are going to you know ordering Pizza making the decision on dinner And pizza is so much of a, more of a shared Family item that um, you know, I, th- I think that's going to explode more Yeah, that's a really
1: great point that you bring up One of the things that we found with Mother Honestly That a lot of consumer brands underestimate Is that almost like 68 to 75% of all consumer decisions Are made by female head of household So even yeah. with or without children Moms right. are one of the largest buying powers across all markets and a lot of people underestimate that they are the ones making the majority of household decisions, from food to appliances to cars. And it's such a great kind of niche market. If people aren't focusing on it to really understand, and it sounds like you know, Hungry Howies has under—you know your market. You know that the the buying potential of moms, um, not only from just the consumer side of the actual pizza, but as we spoke about earlier. You know, franchising is a really great business venture for moms. And I think I love that you guys have done that market research because a lot of the times we have some consumer brands that don't, that still don't necessarily understand uh, how impactful moms can be.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, one thing with the pizza industry is what a lot of of people are catching up with now is data, right? We have had data from our customers for years. You know, we've had your phone number, we've had your address, we know what you eat, we know how much you like to eat, when you like to eat. it. (laughs) So we've been like, you know, working with data scientists for years to kind of pull all that information and be able to work specifically towards you know our demographics of being moms and with the digital technology and the digital advertising and stuff now you know it's all landscape that's changing and being able to to hit them and in the right places
1: it's huge yeah just getting the analytics you've hit that on the head a lot of people are are struggling now to catch up with how far the analytics go and getting those numbers right. and kudos to you guys for being on the front of that and understanding and I think it's going to be interesting too on you know I'd be interested how many people actually order from their phones now comparatively to like dialing have you seen a big shit all oh, the and mobile
0: oh yeah absolutely I laugh I'll, I'll, not, I'll tell a funny story I'll never forget our director of IT was sitting in our offices that we had just built and it was 1995 we were sitting in a conference room and he said to my dad, We need to spend fifteen hundred dollars to buy a website. And my dad oh was my like, ah, no, that sounds ridiculous, you know. Cause back then you think about it, who is gonna go fire up their computer? I mean, heck, we had desktops, we'd dial up internet, <laughs> right? Who was yeah. gonna go fire up their computer? to log on, to do that, to order a pizza when you could call an order in 30 seconds over the phone. So it's amazing to see. And I think my dad realized at an early age that technology was going to be something that was really going to be beneficial for, you know, people, franchisees and pulling and keeping the business together. So we've been fortunate with him not holding back on that and really trying to incorporate technology into our brand as much as possible. Possible. That's amazing. I looked at buying a web
1: a web domain a couple of weeks ago, just ad hoc kind of looking. It was seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and I was like,
0: "Well, that's not going to
1: work." <laughs> um, so the fifteen hundred, I wrote that down.
0: Oh my God, the I, no the IT number. I mean, that's the biggest thing that scares me. It's like, wow, you think you spend so much in marketing or you know nurturing customers, but when you look at, you know, going behind the scenes, we're a relatively small company, you know, when it compares to, you know, like Domino's or Little Caesars that has thousands and thousands of units. Um, but I'm very impressed with the technology that that we have created and how the tools that we can offer um, to our franchisees just to help them run their business mobilely. because, you know, as a mom, you can't be everywhere or you have to be everywhere at the same time. And so sometimes when you're not in your business, we're giving you those tools to be able to run them when you're not.
1: Yeah, no, it's huge. And I always like to ask our podcast guests, Um, And it's changed a little bit. This question has changed from, you know, we started 2020. It was this big magical year. It was going to be um, Mm -hmm. so much of so many things. And I I think for a lot of people, it's shifted a little bit. But I always like to ask either personally, professionally, you know, company-wide, what were some things you were hoping to get done in 2020? And where are you now uh, kind of looking ahead at the rest, pardon me, at the rest of the year, what you're hoping to kind of conclude or finish in 2020?
0: right well i mean i think 2020 is an, it was a little in, unexpected for everybody but one thing i keep trying to reiterate with my leadership team and my family and even my friends is tomorrow has never been promised, right? (laughs) So I think it's really just allowing all of us to really kind of settle back in and really determine we can hope and have plans for what we want in the future and what our goals and our dreams are, but maybe they don't always go that way. And so we have to be adaptable and we have to be able to, you know, kind of pull inside with what's doing, you know, what's going on today and, you know, maybe what we thought was going to be our focus had to be refocused um, but for the most part we're kind of all systems that go you know we're, we're moving forward we're kind of shut down from a development side as you know doing um, you know, interviewing candidates or signing, you know, franchise agreements, doing different things like that. Um, but from the full company side, we're still, you know, trucking along with all systems go um, because our franchises are still open as an essential business. And so um, we haven't been too off uh, off track yet, I guess. <laughs> so we'll yeah, see what I'm happens glad, tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. And I know that pizza is a really it is if you ask anyone right now, if it wasn't before, it's become even more an essential in people's households and keeping up with it is, all and i love yep.
0: that and i hope that it stays like that when we all get out because i'm more concerned about people being like i don't ever want to eat pizza again i don't have that problem because i literally could eat it every single day i don't i must just be an addict so i don't know but
1: <laughs> i <laughs> think people, no one is
0: ten. Oh, yeah. If I only could take a few things with me
1: on a desert island, I could take pizza and be totally happy as well, and, and coffee. And I'd be like, I'm fine. I got this. Exactly. I'm the same the, way. We always, I have a toddler, <laughs> and it is, it's a, we, pizza is used as a bargaining tool in our household. Of, oh, for sure. Sometimes that's the best way of, we can get him to eat on the road or that, and, you know, he'll eat it and he'll kill it. He loves pizza. But,
0: oh, Jennifer, gosh. thank you.
1: much for joining us on the podcast today. It was fascinating to learn more about you and your experience. You've done so much in your career and I love um what you've shared with us on your career journey and how you've kind of worked your way up within the career as well as being you know a single mom. And so thank you for sharing those. I know it'll resonate really well with our listeners. Um I wish you all the best in the coming weeks. I hope you stay safe and stay well. Um, And we will continue to be huge supporters of Hungry Howie's. How can people follow you? What's the best way to get in touch with you or continue to follow Hungry Howie's journey
0: um, yes, um, I. you can follow Hungry Howies on Twitter. You can follow us on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Uh, my email address is simply jjackson at hungryhoweys.com. Um, I love to talk to, to people all the time. So if any moms are out there that are just saying, hey, you know what, I wonder if it is something that I should consider. I do 15 minute quick intro calls that we can just kind of talk a little bit about your background. If Hungry Howies would be the right fit for you and and go from there. So I encourage anybody to reach out to me or simply go to our website at hungryhowies.com. There's a franchise inquiry on there as well. And I'll personally reach out to each and every one of you.
1: I love that. And I know we'll have some of our listeners that will be very interested to get uh, the opportunity to speak with you, share their background and see if this might be a good opportunity to them. So I thank you again. We're always looking for ways to connect Um, You know, the strongest group that we see, which is moms, um, and allowing them to live and be their most ambitious selves. So, thank you so, so much for joining us.
0: I wish you all the best. Stay safe, stay well, and we will talk more in the coming weeks. All right. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Kristen. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Bye.
1: Thank you for tuning into the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more relevant content for the ambitious mom, Head on over to MotherHonestly.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mother Honestly. Love our podcast? We want to hear from you. Please rate and review our podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We love growing at Mother Honestly and your reviews help us grow. Stay safe, stay well, and always stay ambitious.